Welcome to Pin the Q Productions. If you are interested in the culture of the fire service and keeping tradition alive, you have come to the right place. Now sit back and relax with your brothers and sisters and enjoy the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For more information on Pin the Q Productions, visit www.pintheq.com. Thank you. podcast special episode number 23 and it's funny i say special episode because this one is going to be uh special oh right thanks this one will be special i hope so we go back a long ways man real long ways right i mean like thinking back of you know when i first started doing the show there was a couple key people i thought i wanted to have on my show and obviously you know you were one of the first you like roger hall Mm -hmm. like these guys that, you know, have been around for such a long time, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, Roger was a tough sell, and then you finally came <laughs> around. So it took it took about 23 episodes, yeah. right, 23 episodes for, for John to finally come on on the show. Um, but, yeah, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super happy you're here. I'm super excited. I was a little bit uh, apprehensive yeah. when you first asked me, when you first started telling me about the show, and I was like, wow, that's like a big deal. You know, and it, it's a bigger deal than I even thought it was going to be. Well, just the production part of it is. So, so we were setting up in, in the firehouse and, and uh, you know, we have all this stuff, all this equipment. And, you know, every firehouse I go to, I have the same challenge, and that's what chairs, you know. I, right. You think by now I would just bring two chairs? It, you bring the world and the kitchen sink with you. Yeah. I bring a table. Yeah. I bring all the stuff. And I for, and I don't I bring chairs. I figure everybody has chairs. So in well. true Bayville fashion... John brings two green chairs, yeah. right? And and as you notice, we're basically sitting on the ground. That's all right, though. We're basically sitting on the ground, but we're together. We are together. So, it's and that's matters. the and that's the whole point, right? Isn't that the whole point of the fire service? It like should it, be. It, it really doesn't matter what we're doing. Nope. As long as we're doing it together. I, I tell people all the time: you can go anywhere in the world and not even speak the same language, but if you're going to fight fire, you just get it done. Yeah, it's, it's true. You know, they'll offer you a cold beer or whatever they're going to. Give you the drink, yeah. something to eat, a place to stay. You go visit. Where do you go when you go on vacation? You visit firehouses, yeah. right? So yep. that's the way it should be. It, it, it's funny, too, because uh, this particular firehouse, uh, it, we have no AC, which is awesome. You know, So we're, it's a little hot in here, and the chief was a little concerned that you might see some beads of sweat on no. his head. So if you do, we're, this is a no-judgment zone, man. We well, don't judge. That's good. It's, it's a real laid-back show. But I wanted to come here because I you have your logo. We have yes. to have the green machine behind yeah, you us. Gotta so have it. Gotta have it. <laughs> Everything <laughs> in Bayville is green. Yes, we're gonna yes. talk about that. Yes. So this episode is uh, sponsored by two different two different people, which is pretty cool. The first is uh, Nexrong. Um, everyone is familiar with Nexrong. We talk about this every episode. Um, everyone knows their mission at this point. Uh, be sure to check them out. It's nextrung.org, and that is n e x t r u n g dot org. Um, super great. 
uh, organization doing good things for the fire service. Um, so I have two of these for you, one for each firehouse you can Sweet. hang up. So if your guys uh, need to speak to someone, they can do that. And, of course, we, we never push that on anybody, but we just offer it. Yep. And then the other one is police and fire tags out of Lenoco Harbor, New Jersey. Nice. So uh, they have a, a little gift for you at the end of the show. I'm you excited. Have to, you have to wait to the end of the uh. show. <laughs> so two sponsors, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate that uh, for coming on board and helping out. So let's get into this. Yeah. So, Chief, the, the question I always start with, um, and that is, it's simple. How does it all start for you? And first, you know, for the people who don't know who you are. Right. I mean, I know who you are. Most people watching know who you are because you know how I know? I keep getting, hey, <laughs> you put out episode 24, yes. but where's 23? Yes. So I get a call yesterday. I'm like, where's Johnny's episode? Yep. I'm like, tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow it's happening. So let's tell everybody who you are. They, they drive me nuts, too, with the uh, the phone calls, the texts. And <laughs> just try to, it's got to be in Bayville fashion. It's got to be a little bit different. Yeah, so. well, exactly. <clears throat> well, Chief John Anderson, uh, Bayville Fire Company, Station 17, the fight in 17th. Yep. So it's always been, always will be. Um I started here in 1990, oh, 91. Okay. 91. I went through fire school in 93. So prior to that, um, my father was a police officer and a truck driver. He worked two jobs his whole life. He was a volunteer firefighter up in Union with my grandfather. So you could say third generation. Uh, my great-grandfather was the first motorcycle police officer in Union. Cool. So my parents came from up, up north and uh, came down here and... I've been in Babel ever since. So, so 91, <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know, obviously we're the same time frame. Yep. So much different. Oh, dude. Right? I mean, so much different. It's, yeah. Tell, tell me in your, you know, in your opinion anyway, or I'm sorry, through your eyes, mm -hmm. I should say, what was different when you started? How is it different from today? You know, when you start in the fire service, uh, we'll, we'll start right from the beginning. When you first come in, you have the, the different... I don't want to say clicks, but genre of guys. You got like the the aggressive, crazy, hundred percent. This is what I do: eat, breathe, everything. And you got the guys that are kind of like, Bleh. you know, I just show up when it's cool, me. You know, if it's nice out or if it's not nice out, I'm, I'm here. Right. And you get the kind of guys that just kind of cruise under the radar. And I always looked up to the guys that were, you know, the, the guys. You, you know, you always had the big names and. and you know, it's funny. I watch a lot of the episodes, and they see all of the the names and the uh, the chiefs and stuff. <clears throat> um, we all have the same names, and it's funny. And and they always say that when you copy someone, it's supposed to be the biggest form of of flattery. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, bigger. Oh God, you know, yeah. Eddie yeah. Hazelton, and we keep saying his name over and over again. Yeah. I, I work with Biggs every day, and it, great guy. You know, and he's taught me so much because, and we'll talk about fires and stuff like that, but. Ever since the beginning, you know, when we went to fire school, when I came into the firehouse, you had the big names. When I went to fire school, you had the big names. So we'll go back to going into the firehouse. You know, you come into the firehouse, and you had always the guys that you didn't want to talk to. You were afraid of. They're like, oh, wow, they're, they're the, the big, burly, you know, right. going to get it guys, you know. Yeah, the guys you em emulate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you always wanted to be involved. You wanted to do everything. I When I came here, um, you know, I don't think my first words were I wanted to be chief. I probably never wanted to be chief because I just wanted to do wanted to be a fireman. You know, what kid doesn't want to be a fireman? Yeah. You know, that's just something you want to do. Absolutely. So my like I was saying before, my grandfather and my grandmother, my father, they were volunteers. My grandfather and grandmother were in Babel first aid for 
50 plus years. My aunt has been in Babel Fire Company, or I'm sorry, Babel First Aid for probably close to that. So my cousins, my brothers, I have, whole, my whole family is in the service somewhere, right? So you come in the firehouse and, you know, it's just different back then because the trucks looked bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fires were bigger and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. But, uh, you know, you wanted to do stuff. You know, I remember my biggest goal when I first came in, I was a cadet, did the whole thing, and coming in was drill night. You know, you come to drill night and you want to wash the chief's car. So the chief would come in and guys were like waiting at the door. So it was like all the young guys and all the old guys are probably in the back laughing because they were waiting for it to happen. But we were waiting by the door and the chief or assistant chief would pull in and you'd be like, hey, I got to drive the chief's car from around back. And I got to pull it out front and I washed it. You know, like that was the big thing for drill night. And you made sure that your stuff was clean, you know, because you represent. We have to represent. And, and, and not, and I'm, and, you know, again, this is not, this forum, anybody who knows this show knows this forum is not about bashing anybody. That's not my goal. It's just basically to talk about the culture mm-hmm. and the changes and traditions and stuff. Yeah. Is that happening today? Is, is, is our guys reaching out to, to not necessarily wash the chief's car, but are you, do you have that, that type of commitment today? A few. Not, I mean, as the chief, you always want to see everybody, but you got to remember it's, you have so many different personalities. Some guys don't want to do it. Some guys can't do it. Um, some guys just don't think about it. Right. And I, I was wondering, we were joking before, you know, our forefathers that when we first came into fire service or even go back to when this department was started, did they say the same things we're saying now? Hey, you know, I need more guys to show up on drill night. I want these guys to take the garbage out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and that was something, you know, we kind of joked about before the show started when we were talking. Um, and those of you who don't know, um, you know, us personally, we've been friends such a long time that, you know, this this was obviously seamless. And we had such a good time leading up to this. And uh, that that's why, you know, I, I told you this would just be basically us talking, <laughs> you know, with no stress. But, you know, the fact that you told me you had to change all the garbage when you got here, mm-hmm. you know, People look at that two ways. They go, okay, well, that shows so much commitment when the chief, that the chief's, you know, mm-hmm. not above changing the garbages and cleaning no. garbage. But why is it Why is it that way? You know, if you're getting here and, you know, the younger guys in the fire department, because I know you've had some changeover. You've mm-hmm. had some new, newer, newer members. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm telling you right now, I'm starting to see a little bit of a change in our department where people are doing that. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking across the board, it's lost. And I wonder if it's something because we don't keep pushing it, um, that it just kind of goes by the wayside, you know. But we're leading by example. That's the thing. You have to lead by example. But sometimes we do things that other people don't see. You know, with integrity, you do things because it's right, not because someone's watching. Absolutely. You know, so I'll wash my car because it's time to wash the car, not because it's dirty. You know, I check the oil because it's my car. You know, I make sure that it's ready ready to go i check my air pack in my truck because i want my stuff ready to go one not to point fingers at anybody else it's not their equipment's mine it's ours but it's mine i'm I'm issued it but hoping that people would pick up on that you know hey the truck's at three quarters of a tank of fuel you know we got a storm coming i should probably top it off hey you know what it looks kind of stormy out today hey honey i think let's go to store now and get done with our stuff, get back home, and I'm going to take a ride to the firehouse. 
you know, some guys get that, but I don't think other guys, sometimes they don't see it. Maybe we need to bring it to light. I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, what's the right answer? Well, listen, we can talk till four in the morning about that. You know, what, what is the right answer? But I think that I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, obviously leading by example, doing it, um, people hearing these show, you know, watching the show, hearing these stories and, and saying, hey, you know what, man, you know, what? I realized I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. One of the earlier episodes I talk about, um, you know, ice, for example, mm-hmm. we have these coolers in the firehouse and especially now, right. you know, when you come in, all the junior guys are supposed to fill up the ice on the coolers. Mm-hmm. So this way, it's always you know, always there. Right. It wasn't happening. It was like we had to you know, I, I hear the chiefs and the captains and stuff. Hey, you know, guys, you got to do this. You got it. Wasn't mm-hmm. happening. Now all of a sudden, you know, we talk about it on the episode, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy to see now it just happens, right? You see, you see the young guys coming to the firehouse. They're, they're not having to be told to do it. They're right. just doing it. They're going over. They're taking care of it. So we're starting to see a little bit. So I agree with you. I think it's because. If we start to maybe talk about it, instead of us complaining and saying, oh, this isn't happening, do that's it. not happening, you know, maybe if we say to them, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to do this. Right. You know, it's almost uh, being being in the fire department, being, you know, in the line or being a chief now, which is my second round. Um, we'll talk about that later. That's a different <laughs> story. Um, it's almost like having, and I, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's almost like having... 50 kids because they're all your family we're all family and you got to be the parent Mm -hmm. you got to be the eyes looking over and you have to think you know 10 steps ahead of these guys you know i'm not they're not thinking about you know all right alarm goes off i get in the truck i drive to the call i'm thinking that tires are good brakes are good fuel's good turnout gear's good air packs are good um water supply is good i didn't get any texts or emails that the hydrant system's down um, you know, we got heat coming. Hey, look, guys, let's fill the coolers. We're not thinking, you know, some guys do, and I'll never take that away from some guys. I, I have some, some core guys that are always, you know, and you always get your dirty dozen every yeah, firehouse. Yeah, yeah. I don't care right. if you go from here to Portland, Oregon, you go to Miami, Florida, or wherever you're going to go, just change the name on the front of the firehouse. <laughs> it's, you know? tr- it's, listen, it's so true. And, and, you know, one of the cool opportunities I have is going around and seeing different fire departments, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Indiana. Um, it, it's exactly, you just change the name out and change the well, patch. Sometimes they talk funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, some, some may say that we talk we funny. We talk funny, but, right? Uh, actually, when I went to Indiana, it was, it, we have an, I have an accent. Mm-hmm. So I have a, you know, a northern accent. A northern accent. <laughs> well, it's, you know, and, and, and running back to family, it's, it's, you know, I love these guys. And I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm not afraid to to, you know, correct them in private and praise them in public, and I'll always do that. Um, a lot of leaders aren't doing that. Man. I, I'm, a, I'm a big guy, and, and people know that I don't usually raise my voice. And, you know, a little shout-out to my wife and my two kids, uh, Jessica, my wife, who is exceptional with me doing this. She's been with me uh, for a long time, and I've been in the fire service since I met her. Um, the missed dinners, the missed birthdays. Uh, we were just talking before. I'm missing stuff tonight. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. And she puts up with it. And my, my two kids, I have two girls, uh, Jordan and Jaden. They are awesome. Um, two totally different people. And one is crazy. You're not, you're not kidding. <laughs> I'm telling you, I tell my mom that I should send her a bottle of wine and flowers every day because I am getting paid back. <laughs> Trust me. 
trust me. Just when I think it can't happen, just like here in Firehouse, that's why I say this is like family. Just like it can't happen, it does. She is amazing, Nana. I, I, I tell you, if you want a good laugh, you just, just got to follow your Facebook. And I should wear like a GoPro because people would never believe me half of the stuff. You know, I try to put... Put, put some positive stuff on Facebook. I'm not, I'm not a Debbie Downer and I'm like yeah. stuff like that. And, and some of the things I put on there, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I just hope that they see this when they're, you know, in their twenties and thirties and go, wow, what was I thinking? Well, if it makes you feel any better, some of the stuff you post, I'm like, well, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, no matter what kind of day I'm having, I see that. I'm like, yeah, I get a good laugh. At yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I get a good laugh at it. So John, what is it about, um, Bayville? Mm-hmm. You know, when I think of Bayville, Immediately what comes to mind is, and you said it good, you know, you said it good before when you said family. Mm-hmm. What is it about this community? Why is it so tight-knit? What is it about Bayville? I, to you, anyway. You know, I've I visited around the country. I've been around, you know, halfway around the world and seen different things. And I, I, I wish I could put my finger on it, but it's just that everybody knows Bayville. Like, if you all go away, you're still Bayville. You know what I mean? And I always remember when I first came into fire service, um, you know, we had gone to a fire mutually call over an ocean gate and they were like, wow, Bayville's here. And it's like, that meant something to me, you know? And I remember that the way we were seen in the community, the way we were heard is Bayville's here. Everything's going to be all right. And we always try to uphold that. Right. You know, the bar was set for us by, you know, past chiefs, past members, past fires. You know, sometimes a fire dictates what you're going to do. And we always try to set that level high, you know, level two fast team, RIT team, whatever you want to call it. Um, You know, all of our guys are trained. You know, we run, you know, 600 calls plus a year. and, And, you know, we don't do EMS. We'll help them out. We do assistant lifts and stuff like that, but we don't run EMS. So that's pure fire calls. And, you know, I always tell my guys, be the guy you want showing up to your call. I've read it online, and you hate to, to quote other people, but that's, that's serious stuff, man. Yeah. Like, I know yes. if I'm in trouble, I want the top. Everybody wants the top coming. Like, you don't want some guy that's like, yeah, I'm, I haven't been to a drill or a call in however long. I'm just going to wing this. I don't want you to wing it, dude. Like, I need you to be 110% all the time. And you know, you know the guys that they haven't been to a drill, they mm-hmm. haven't made any type of training, mm-hmm. and then they, they get the job, and they don't even know what cabinet to go to for no. the equipment they need. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And, and, and that gets you, you know, it's, it's the little things that, you know, bad things don't just happen. It's right. the little things that add up to it. Mm-hmm. All fires start small, you know. All, all problems start small, and they start to snowball and get out of control. So, you know going back to taking the garbage out if you don't take care of it now and i always ask my kids am i speaking a different language you know what i mean like so i don't raise my voice i don't i don't resort to 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 violence you know what i mean like what don't you get like take the garbage out like i'll take the garbage out i roll the holes also i'll I'll pack the truck i don't have a problem i can drive any truck in here and i expect my officers to I, i don't think that's going crazy i don't think i'm being selfish or or out of control with some of my you know, yeah. you're requests. not asking anybody to do anything you can't no. or do yourself. No, and I, and I wouldn't send one of my guys where I wouldn't go. Absolutely right. not, one hundred percent. I'm not afraid to throw a pack on and, and grab a nozzle. I, I, don't, I don't ever get that chance, you know. But uh, I'll never ask you to do something I won't do myself. One hundred percent, absolutely not. 
That's important, man. And I like the fact that there's, you know, so much emphasis on community within the fire department. I know that I know firsthand that, you know, you guys do barbecues, Mm -hmm. you guys try to attend each other's events, Mm -hmm. you know, birthday parties, that type of thing. And this is very close knit, very tight, family oriented fire department. And it's been like that for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Even though this is we're we're volunteer, 100 percent volunteer. This is you're here three quarters of your life. Absolutely. You know, three quarters of your time is is at the firehouse. And we like we said, we, we all stick together. We we do the stuff together. We we go to, to parties, we go to funerals, we go to to you know, different things together. One to, to relieve the stress, but two because we're together. We are family. How are you doing it? So so here's the question. How are you doing it? How are you keeping how are you keeping these people together? How are you keeping this place the way it is? How how does it remain the way it is? It's it's a struggle. It is a struggle. Um, you have to have a lot of patience. And like I said, my kids have taught me that. Um, but like I said, prior to that being here for a long time, seeing the forefathers of this department doing certain things, uh, you have to have compassion. You have to love what you do. No, oh, 100%. And, you know what I mean? You have to have integrity. And, and you have to, sometimes you have to let things take care of themselves once in a while. You can't be the chief 100% of the time. You can't. Stomp your feet, slam your fist, flip over tables, whatever you're going to do, and say, this is the way it is, you know, and that's it. It doesn't work like that. Sometimes, you know, let the kids work it out. Yeah, empower your people. And, and, and I trust my guys. You know, there's times where I, you know, we were talking before, I take my kids out. I try to spend as much time with them as, as I can because I do a lot of different other things. You know, work gets in the way, firehouse and, you know, the band. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bring them with me as much as I can. I do a hundred different things with them, you know, but you have to empower your guys and trust them. You know, even though I'm in Florida or I'm out camping somewhere in Pennsylvania, wherever it may be, I'm still the chief and they respect that. But I empower them to make the decisions that need to be done because they can't call me for everything. And that's the thing you need to ha- you need to empower your people and you have to let them you have to kind of let the leash out a little bit because when you are in Florida. You're not here. No. <laughs> you're no. in spirit, but you're not yeah, here. That's right. So those people under you need to be able to perform as you would and Absolutely. as you do. And if you don't, you know, th- this has always been a pet peeve of mine, you know, working for individuals that are, you know, you know micromanagers or, mm-hmm. or, you know, they kick the ladder out from under them when they get to the top mm-hmm. or they don't want to, you know, give the training that they've received to others. Right. Um, they don't want to empower their people. It's poor leadership, and unfortunately, it's like cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like cancer within the fire department. You, you gotta, you gotta trust your guys. You gotta let them run. Yes. You know, just you know, let it, let them do, and then guide them on their way. Because we're not. Let's let's be honest. We're not going to be here forever. No. You know what I mean? No. We can't be here forever. And I never thought I'd say this, but we are the older guys in the fire service. Brother, you literally just took words out of my mouth. I was just going to say, Hugh, can you believe we're like we're the old guys now. No, it's it's no. crazy to me. When, when we were talking before, <laughs> when I went to the fire academy in 1993, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was 26 years ago, and we didn't have a fire academy. No, remember no. we went firehouse to firehouse. Absolutely, to firehouse. Yeah. and you brought your turnout, your stinky turnout yep. gear in the back of your car. Yep. You know, you never washed it. Mm-mm. You didn't wash your hands. You ate at lunchtime with not going, to, you know, to the restroom to clean up. We didn't do that stuff. Yeah, you know, it, it just wasn't there. The no, education wasn't no. there. We just did it, right? but we just did it because we we're supposed to. And that's the thing is you just do it. You know what you're supposed to do. You know what's going to happen. Just do it. And isn't it interesting now to see the, the transition like now where 
we're washing our gear and washing our helmets. Mm-hmm. Would you ever imagine you'd have to wash your helmet like that? No, that you, was like you, sacrilegious. Yeah, you wanted to be the salty guy. <laughs> you know, oh, don't don't wash those gloves. They're broken in. Yeah. I, I get it. But it's like now we're learning. Yeah. You know, we learned a lot of different things. And, you know, the fuel loads have changed. The, the building construction's changed. And, you know, the things that I've seen with the, just the changes we were talking before, you know, I wonder if the guys that started this company in the 40s, were they saying back then, hey, we should probably wash our stuff. I, I remember, and I know people are going to say, how old is this guy? I'm, I'm literally 22. I just turned 22. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But me too. I remember when I started in, in Babel Fire Company wearing three-quarter boots. Oh, dude, that's... I remember complaining because my jacket was the, the 52s, the long jackets, and I was crawling on this thing, trying to crawl through houses, and I'm like, man, this is a pain in the butt. And I used to, like, tie it up. I'd put a, a belt or I'd tuck it up underneath my air pack. The old, the old two, you know... The elephant hose? Oh, um, Bro, that's... Take that off and stick it in your shirt. You can breathe on the way out. Right, right down the street in Bayville, or yeah. Beachwood. Same exact time. When I first started, we had that. I used to call it the Yo 70 Sam jacket. Yeah. It was so long. So long. We had, to, we had to pull up boots. And then finally, when we first got bunker pants on, mm-hmm. it was like those, it was like all black, no, no reflective stripes nothing. on or nothing. Nothing. Like old boots. And, and, the, and the burn marks and the discoloration, <coughs> the red, were, were, the red, that were uh, your battle scars, man. <laughs> yeah. Like you wore that and you rode the tail step. Yeah. Like these guys now don't see that stuff. Yeah. You know, now we have, you know. Oh, they missed out on that. Let's man. take this truck because it's got air conditioning, you know. Probably about two, three years ago when my brother was chief, we first got our first truck with air conditioning other than the chief's cars. We never had air conditioning. Yeah. And, and it, we're in 2019, man. Like we were in like 2014, 2000. We didn't have air conditioning. And, and speaking of your brother as chief, man, I mean, like look around the equipment that you guys have uh, now. A lot of that has to do with a lot of his efforts. Abs- he, he's, he's done, you know. Just about every piece of apparatus in here has been upgraded or changed or new, replaced uh, during his tenure. And, you know, we have, if we want to be the best, we have the best. You know, everyone will say, you know, Ford, Chevy, Pepsi, Coke. Take the, the names off of it, and mm-hmm. it's it's what you do with it and how you keep it. The functionality. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and he's he's always well above the curve. He's always thinking well above, you know, he's he's... 10 steps past what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, you know, he guides me sometimes. And, you know, it's funny. My dad used to have to separate us with a baseball bat when we were kids. Because <laughs> we would, you know, we'd be in the driveway just duking it out, you know. And my mom would scream, my dad would scream, knock it off, knock it off. And then finally, when we were about 16, 17, we both became, you know, junior members. And we were like, hey, you know, if we work together, we're unstoppable. So for, for years here, you know, we did the flip. I was chief first. He was my assistant chief. We came up. I flipped. I went back to assistant chief. He was chief. You know, it's, we, we, we worked together, but, you know, the, he's still on the line. He was chief for 11 years. And, and you know, we've both been here since I, he started in 94. And, you know, the line now, he's back in the line. He's a lieutenant. You know, he does his thing. What's it What's it like to, to have all these years together in the fire department with your brother? Oh, it's awesome. My other brother, Lester, is here also. Um, that's right. That's right. He, How could we he forget refuses, Lester, He refuses to be an officer. Um, <laughs> he's great at what he does. Yep. You know, he just wants to be an inside guy and do his thing. Um, my cousin Jimmy, he's here. Jimmy Sperber, he's the uh, one of our, my lieutenants. And back, back to we're talking about a family. Family, man. you yeah. know, and it's, it's good, but it's tough. Let me tell you, because... It's very hard to separate church and state. Like when you have to do the chief's job, 
you have to take family out of it, but it doesn't stay at the firehouse. Of course not. It comes with you. Of course not. You know, it goes yeah. to the next birthday party. It goes to Christmas. It goes to, you know, so, you know, we have to sit down as men or women or whatever, you know, as, as, as a group and say, listen, we're talking right now as chief and lieutenant. When we're done, we're going to shake hands and we're going to walk out of here. Either we're going to agree or we're going to disagree, and it's done. Like, I don't drag things on. I can't. There's too much going on in my life. There's too much going on here. There's too much going on in everyday stuff. In the world. To drag it out. Right. We, let's not drag it out. You know what's funny? I recently was talking to a buddy of mine, and, and uh, we were talking about the fire service, obviously. And and he said something that, that hit me, you know, hit me pretty hard. He says, isn't it a shame that it takes a death for everyone to realize we're being idiots and that we need to come, you know, come together? And it's so true, man. When that, you know... You know, people hold grudges, and, and I do too. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of it. And then something happens. You know, someone passes away, mm-hmm. someone dies, and then and then you're all looking at each other at the same venue. It gets at, erased. It's yeah. We joked about it um, the last couple dinners, and and we and you've joked about it before. You know, we always take a picture with our guys in uniform. We take a picture of you know just the one person in uniform. We about play, and we call it the death photo. Yeah. You know, and it, and, it, and that's sad because. We don't have any fun photos, you know, and you have to be careful what you post. You have to be careful with yeah, social media it's, it's and stuff so like that. It's so different now. It's yeah. way different. You know, like you can't, you don't want to offend somebody, but we got to toughen up a little bit and be like, listen, man, this is big boy stuff or big girl stuff. We are, we're not just, you know, whittling wood here and, and, and just passing it out to people driving down the road or making palm you yeah, know, crosses. And it, we're, we're saving people's lives And here. it's not a social club. No. It's not a social no, club. This no. is the real deal. I mean, mm-hmm. and I've said this a million times over, it does not matter if you're getting a paycheck or nope. you're a volunteer. It's the same commitment. It's just, it's the same fire. Mm-hmm. The fire doesn't know the difference. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, again, what sets Bayville apart, in my opinion, to some others is that the training. Mm-hmm. I know, I know firsthand what training you do here. Mm-hmm. I, I love that you guys have that training group. Mm-hmm. And that you're posting the new new uh, trainings and new equipment <clears throat> and ideas, um, it it's good stuff, uh, you know. Every day, you know, we push the training and we push our guys, and we don't mind giving credit where credit is due. And you know, we were one of the first to build the Denver drill. Yes, it's it's behind us, hidden over in the corner. But we had the Denver drill. We bring it down and to different firehouse, different academies, and this substation here is you know obviously pretty large inside. So wintertime, we can drill, too. Mm-hmm. We pull cars in here and do, mm-hmm. you know. I've cut cars in here. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. Man. And the Denver you know, drill. We do the Denver drill. And with the Denver drill, we adapt it to where we can do a, a below grade. Mm-hmm. We can do a, a wall breach. You know, we have the second floor here, so we could do a window bailout. We have so many different things we can do here, and we do it all the time. You know, there's the minimum requirement for you to be certified as a level two team or just as a fast team now. And we well exceed that stuff, you know, and it's it's not only building camaraderie between our guys, but it's building confidence in them. So that way when it, it does hit, yeah. you know, and it's going, it's we going get that to. call and we've had a few calls yeah. where we've had to jump in and, and, you know, luckily our training took over and guys came out. Okay. Absolutely. We, you know, and that's a testament to your training and a testament to the professionalism that this fire department mm-hmm. holds. Bring me back to, um, you being that snot nose member, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, Tell me about your first real fire, like the one that kind of said to you, oh, my God, like this is this is the real deal. Back in the, the, the mid-90s, uh, I got a spot to take lieutenant. So I'm just 
21 year old kid just you knew everything back then though. dude i'm running we all did. i'm running nothing could stop me i'm <laughs> unstoppable right i'm thinking and each fire you get you get a little more confidence mm-hmm. a little more cocky you know and you, you're with your boys you're do a fireman yeah. you know so i always remember prior to this fire that, that was one of my pivotal points in my career um is waiting at the firehouse so i'm a lieutenant i'm like dude i got the front seat my decisions i'm good and we used to have this old captain this captain george cornelius used to always tell me he's be like he'd come in and he's like the truck don't leave till i'm here and i'm like all right you know so i come in i live real close to the firehouse come in and i'm waiting 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 he'd show up and i go i mean it didn't matter if it was a structure fire if it was a fire alarm it didn't matter you know he's like ah kid wait for the next truck okay and i'm used to being on the first truck because i live really close you know yeah. so now i'm not on the truck anymore because he's running out so now there goes the engine there goes the truck I wait for the next one yeah that one all right kid you can go back we don't need you all right you know so i dealt with that for a long time and i i had guys tell me as a lieutenant hey listen i've been here 20 something years do you think i'm gonna listen to you i've been a fireman longer than you've been alive in this you know blah 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 and i'm like all right that's cool we'll deal with it and sometimes you have to let things roll off your back yeah it's gonna it is what it is yep so fast forward to uh, uh, June 97, um, middle of the night. We get tapped for structure fire. I'm first due, getting getting in front of the fire truck, getting the engine, coming down. And uh, Chief uh, Fred Mitchell was there. Um, John, I'm sorry, John Mancy was the chief then. Jeez, Freddie was on the truck with me because Fred was chief prior to that. He was one of the guys that you always you yeah. looked up to, you know. Right. John was next, and John was always the guy that was – he was the chief that would be inside – no pack on he'd be like yo fire's over there he was he was in and he was, wasn't afraid of anything you know um albert kessler was our assistant chief and when we got there obviously we didn't have the radio system that we have now but we were dealing with radio stuff and they were like you gotta get in there there's somebody in there and we're like all right hey, dude i'm 20 so we live for dude all right no big deal yeah. and you know the first crew's got the inch three quarter front door and they're trying to get in and they can't even make the front door and they're like fire's just pushing them back rolling out the door fire's pushing out we got heavy smoke coming out of second floor and you know we're like wow this is like this is it dude this is the deal yeah so uh me and a couple other guys dennis loray one of one of my great interior guys he him and i talk all the time because he's one of the the pivotal points here in firehouse he's one of the guys that kind of hangs back and tells you something in your ear because it shouldn't be out Hey, listen, watch for this, or hey, you know, you know, this you is what you, I this is what I experienced as he was chief. You need guys like that. He, he was yeah. chief here, and he he always always tell me, hey, listen, watch out for this, or you know, we got to do this. But back to the uh, back to the fire. So we pull up, and they're like, grab a second line. We got to get in this door. And we had hit the door. It was me, Dennis, uh, Dave, Harrick, and a couple other guys. We hit the door, and like there's fire running over heads, and it was like someone just turned the heat off. We just went to work, dude. Like we went in. We, we made the stairs. We go up, and they're like, yeah, you just search the bedrooms. We're like, all right. So they're holding the fire, and it was a, a split level. So they're holding the fire, and I'm like, I lean over, and I'm like, wow, that's hot. Oh, it's just the handrail going up to the second floor. So I'm like, Dennis, let's go. We, we hit the stairs. No hose line. Dave's got the hose line down on the split level. We go up. He goes, I'll go right. You go left. No problem. So I hit the door. Goes in like halfway and it doesn't open. I'm like, what the? Something must have fell over. I'm like, whatever. I know what that is, dude. I hit this door and you're in beast mode. Yeah. You know, I'm not a yeah. big guy. I'm not. I'm not some. You know, yeah. big gym. You know, but I hit the door and I'm like, you ain't stopping me. So I take the door, open it up, and 
there he is. So laying there, bathroom. So I'm like, call Dennis, got him. We, like I said, we didn't have radios back then. We were right. yelling down the stairs. And yeah, nobody had No, no. So went to grab him, and, uh, dude, it was like picking up a car. The dead weight, man. No, no just, pun intended. No, yeah. it was just picking up a car, yeah. and I'm like, oh, my God. So I get it done, get him out. We hit the stairs, and we, we do the first set of stairs. I hit the second set of stairs, and it just it come down like a wave. We're all on top of each other. We're at the door, and all our guys that were there are just pulling yeah, us out. Ripping guys out, yep. yeah. And uh, pulled them out. They, they did some rescue efforts. He, he made it for about a week and, uh, you know, went through the thing. And then one of the guys that I really talked to was Bigger. You know, Biggs was there to do the fire vest. And uh, he's like, listen, you know, this is, this is the job. This is what's going to happen. Like, you, you know, this is what you're going to see. And it really helped me with my understanding. And processing. And processing. And you were 21. Dude, and everything's going nuts, right? And I think it's important for the young young firefighters watching us right now, young, you know, girls and guys. This was before the days of YouTube, yeah, social media, the the type of um the, the type of, you know, everything you're in, in um exposed to today, if you will. You know, people are exposed to so much stuff. Like my kids are you know, my oldest is 14. She's watching things mm-hmm. on the internet that we couldn't even have dreamed of no at our age. Right? No way. So at 21 years old, unless you saw it in a magazine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Firehouse Magazine. Right, unless you saw a body in a magazine yeah. or, at, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is real life. This, like, is this, is, this is it. This is it, yeah. So it, it kind of changed things, and you're starting to look in it. Now reality setting in, and you're like, wow, this is the real deal, dude. Like, we need to step it up. We need to start, you know working together and communicating and stuff. So now we fast forward like three months. We get hit for another structure fire around the corner from where that one was. And uh, they had reported two elderly females trapped in the, in the house. Uh, we pulled up and like, I don't even think the air brakes were on. Like back then we didn't talk about stuff. We didn't, there was no airbags in the truck. There was, the guys didn't wear seatbelts. You know what I mean? You had your pack on, you got dressed, you were standing, turning around, putting your stuff on. When that air brake hit, you were out the door. Mm-hmm. And I remember hitting the door, and the same two, three guys are with me, your dirty dozen. We hit the door, and we didn't even have a hose line stretched. We got fire in the basement. We went right in the front door. And, you know, back then, we weren't doing fast team stuff or right. team it, stuff. It, we, it we wasn't just, even a thing. No, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. So we went in the house, and we're like, how are we going to get these two ladies out? I'm like, we can't even see. It, it's like swimming in the bay. Like, you can't see your hand, you know? <laughs> we don't live in the Caribbean, so everybody yeah. knows what we're talking about. <laughs> so uh, we grabbed these two ladies, and I'm like... We can't. How do you how do you play God and pick one and say I'll be back? We got two or three guys and we got two victims. We're not. We got to make this work. We got to make it work quick. We grab a, a blanket on one, put the other one in a chair in a in a office chair. Drag the one out with one person because now they're on a chair. Right. The other one with the blanket, we just pull them out and off to the races. So now we're we're flying, dude. We're going, you know. So now move up the line from lieutenant. Cool ride. You know, and make captain. Did those two females make it? Yes. Wow. Yep. Yep. So it was a uh, that was a good one. That was yeah. Good. So so you had you had the the death, mm-hmm. and then shortly after three within three months within like had, three months you had two saves. Mm-hmm. So that that that's good. I mean, that definitely will bring up the uh, oh yeah bring up the level. And and you, now you're thinking like this is like we're like the big city man. Like this is Croy. You know we're rolling. We're, we're doing. And there's some departments have been in. They never had a save. They no. never had that opportunity at right. all, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. So, and that's what the thing is, and we always try to uphold that, hey, Bayville's here. You know, we got the green trucks. 
You know, everyone's like, oh, the green trucks, the green trucks, you know? I so, like it, uh, though. It's, yeah. it's different, man. So if you want, we can, we can talk about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, let's talk, you let's, know? Yeah, there's, listen, there's no, pla- there's no platform, as everybody knows. There's no script, so we just bounce all over the if, place. I like it. No platform we can sit on either. We're sitting on the floor. We here. are sitting on the floor in green but comfortable. But they're green, so. Well, the Bayville Green went back to the early 80s. I was going to say, because I have photographs mm-hmm. of Bayville trucks that are red. Red, yep. They're red, and they're different numbers. The old mm-hmm. 563, you know, different different time back then. We had a white one. Um, so fast forward, and there was a hint, and this is only folklore. I don't know, because no one will ever tell you 100% how it happened. But what I'm told is, back in the 80s, there were supposed to be a lot of changes with NFPA. They were coming out with new regulations. Um, as you can see now, new regulations with the right. chevrons on the back and stuff and all reflective. We never had any of that stuff. Yeah. So there was talk that leaked out that they were going to try to go to this safety green, which they call school bus yellow. Right, right, right. Believe it or not, but it's green. And if you paint the trucks that, it's high visibility. You see the turnpike trucks have that, New Jersey turnpike and stuff. So we're going to do that, and we're going to beat the curve, and we're going to start painting some trucks and have them on the lot, you know. Because, you know, you don't just pull up to a lot and, hey, I want that truck right there. They have to build it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they have all these trucks that are painted, and uh, it doesn't go through. So now they're trying to be like, hey, clearance sale. Yeah, we're, we're going to get rid of these. Clearance, you know? <laughs> so uh, we ended up getting one that was this color, and it just stuck, you know. And now we know there's, there's other departments around that have the, the yeah. green and stuff like that. But they know in, in our area, in our response, in our mutual aid agreements and stuff that, People, trust me, people know when Babel's there. Yeah. And that's not being cocky. People know when Babel's there, all right? You know, we're very big on accountability, very big on fast writ team operations. We're very big on uh, manpower. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we're, not, we're not coming with, one of, we're bringing, you know, bringing the cavalry. Right. We're coming, so. And there's um, a lot of pride, you know, a lot of pride in, in, uh, mm-hmm. in your department. Obviously, with your logo, mm-hmm. you know, um, that logo is everywhere. And it's not because you're trying to make space. You know, a clear space. It's because it means something to you. That logo means something to you guys. Absolutely. You know, it's everywhere. You know, so it, it's it's it'll be around hopefully a lot longer than I'm here. Um, like I said, I, I can't believe how long I've been in the fire service, and I don't plan on going anywhere. Um, I got plenty of time. You know, so I'm kind of riding the coattails now as, as chief is is being good. You know, when I made captain, it was like the best spot ever. Anyone, any firehouse you go to, anybody will tell you that. You realize everyone I interview that's is, is a chief that's been a captain, they everyone says that? Well, I mean, everyone says that. And part of the thing, too, is, and I always think about it, is, you know, you're the top of the bottom and the bottom of the top. So you're right in the middle, and you're kind of cruising along. You're on, you're on cruise control, and, uh, you know, you want to ride, you ride. You want to kick the lieutenant to the, the CO alarm or the fire alarm, you kick the lieutenant to the, you know what I mean? And it's not right. being a, 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 you know, against somebody or it's not being like uh, being lazy or something like that but it's like you're giving them some some ride time mm-hmm. you know you're teaching them some stuff but also you know sometimes you get the gig you yeah. know you get the you get the chief's car when the chief's out of town or, or you know because the assistant chief has his truck and you know I'll, I'll kick you back to to june 2002 i'm captain cruising along and we had chief chuck Bennell then he's out in uh castville now Still going. He's got a, He's got so many years in the fire service. Such a good guy. Oh yeah, he's been such a good guy. He worked with my dad for years. Good, really, you know, great guy, and learned a lot, you know. So he goes away. He's going down to the uh, the race in Dover, and we get the forest fire comes in. Jake, oh, Jake's yeah. branch fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, uh, 
Dude, I've never seen so many fire companies at one fire in my life. <laughs> I believe we had like 50-something fire companies here, wow. right? So it's going crazy. Forest fire service. We got helicopters everywhere. We got trucks that I've never seen in my life, right? And Chuck's calling me, calling me, and I'm like, Chuck, I'm a little bit busy. And we just dealt with it, you know? But being captain, I had that, still had that positive, hey, I'm the captain. I take care of this fire. I could run any fire you want. I know everything about, you know, you're in that I know everything mode, right? Yeah, yeah. Hit assistant chief, doing the same thing. You're just sitting back. You're the, kind of the support. The chief's got the gig. He's he's running the show. I'm just the support. I'm going to back him up. I'll be here when he's out of town. Be here when he's not here for available for drills. Then the day you make chief, right? You make chief, and you're like, all of a sudden, like this this <laughs> fear sets in because you're like, oh my god, it's all on me. It's on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't just show up and be that cockiness and run right. it. Because everything I do or say. You know, there's times where you put that out of place and there's, oh, why is that there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, got to check with the chief or, you know, or your phone's ringing. Back then, we didn't even have cell phones. Yep. Now it's cell phones, million text messages. We, we had bag phones, but they were yeah. like $700 an hour. How much more simple was life, bro? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like before getting attached to phones. Or uh, something? Oh, yeah. So now that you got the gig, you're in charge. Yeah. Right. So you're like, all right, now I got now this is like all reality has set in, and it's like, and it doesn't matter if you're at the race in Dover, you're still in charge. You're in charge, and, you're in, and you're responsible. That's right. right. So we rolled to 2005. I'm chief. 2006, 2005, good, good year. We did everything. I mean, we had all the different structure fires, car crashes, you know, the whole thing. We're doing extrications, we're doing rescues, floating through. 2006 sets in. We're rolling through, and uh, Easter. We get the Easter fire. That's one of those photos up yes, there. Yes, sir. It's right up yeah. over there in the corner. We get uh, Easter fire. Comes in. I'm down in my mother-in-law's, you know, eating turkey, hanging out, you know, getting ready to take my little afternoon nap after everybody got the trip to fan, trip to fan in. <laughs> and uh, structure fire comes in, right? So we boogie on up, and we get to the fire, and it's ripping. It's coming out the first floor. It's attacking the second floor. You know, they're reporting that one person's missing. So we're setting up aerial operations. We got lines in the door. We're doing stuff. And we have radios. We have communication. But sometimes you get guys that are on the scene that just don't listen. They just don't get it. And you're like, you know, you're trying to do everything. And, and do, playing chief is, is like you're juggling. Yeah. You know? And, Some say and, it's like uh, orchestrating. Absolutely. And yeah. sometimes you lose track of the, you know, the one section, the horn section or the whatever section. Right. And unfortunately for us, we had a, a crew on the second floor, and I had about four guys up there. Just made the second floor, and they're pushing fire. And I know they're pushing fire because I can see the, the color starting to change, and I can see, you know, we're making progress. They're not excited on the radio. They're not yelling. Um, you know, you got sometimes you got people that yell on the radio. Our guys are, are pretty decent, and I can tell in somebody's voice if there's a problem. If there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. So. We're going good. We're doing our thing. We're having water supply problems. We're working on getting that taken care of. And someone uh, decides to force a door on the, you know, Bravo side of the building. And we had a strong west wind. And now it just changed everything. Off to the races. It was like within a half a second, you couldn't even get O out of your mouth. And you can see the picture over there. I had three or four guys up on the roof that were doing ventilation. It turned, it was like someone turned a light switch off. We're in the middle of the day and it was like black, just yeah. big column. They can't find the bucket 
I'm screaming, get them off the roof. My interior crew screaming. They said that they went from partially standing up, like on their knees fighting fire, to trying to climb through the floor because their gloves were burning. Yeah. So they bail out. They come down the stairs. I got guys with, you know, some minor burns. They got some pretty significant stuff, you know, injuries and stuff. And, like, to me, now this is the next level of now what? You know, yeah. you got your manpower pool, you got stuff, and it's like, now what? Now what do I do? Your, your whole fire Because you're, you're trying to take care of your guys, but you're also trying to take care of the fire. Yeah, you still have you're suppression. Still, so many things going on, <laughs> yeah. you know, and luckily all the officers kind of just did their thing. Like, it wasn't, it was just a change of gears. It was not a big deal. It was just like stepping on the gas. Let's step it up. We'll do this. You know, we got, got our guys out, got them taken care of. EMS transported them. I sent two to the hospital with uh, some minor burns. Lost about fifty grand in, in equipment. Oof. Is what it is. All, all Write by, it off. All, all by one door. By one door. Yeah. You know, and it was just that was the reality of, hey, I almost lost family. I almost lost my friends here. And you know, it's it's some people would say, well, you got to expect that, or that's part of the job. But unless you experience it, you know what I mean? Like you're seeing the public. You're seeing, you know, you're. you're your customers. These right. are our customers. Absolutely. And we're providing a product here, and we try to provide the best product we can. These are our customers, and, you know, it's just different when you see family in trouble, and you're like, got to stay focused, got to keep moving, and, and we did. We did a great job, and it was just like, you know, hey, guys, we can't do that anymore. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we need to be on top of this because now we just learned a lesson. So we fast forward, you know, 2006, cool. 2007, I'm chief, it's cool. Um, 2008, my brother comes in. So I stepped down as chief, um, go back to assistant. We had some pretty significant fires, uh, sandalwood. We had, uh, you know, just different stuff. And he's rocking and rolling. He's doing great. But I feel like now I'm in cruise control because I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I don't have the gig. Right. So just cruising along. And then, uh, you know, we're doing great. Guys are training. Guys are learning. Guys, I mean, the camaraderie and the brotherhood is strong. And I mean, and that's the goal. Man. Well, I know it's yeah, strong it's, because I mean, you got to realize is we don't always have to get along. We don't always get along, but we have to either agree to disagree or we're just going to drop it. Like, like I said before, we got to toughen up a little bit. And listen, I'm not afraid to tell you what's on my mind, but it's going to be between me and you. It's going to be in private. Let's take care of it and be done with it. And then when we're done with it, walk away. Yeah, shake hands and, and move along. We've had guys here, you know, yelling, you know, right nose to nose. You know, we've we've taken the guys and cooled them off and, and, and walked away. I've had it with my brother. I've had it with my cousin. I, I, we do that, but that's because of the passion that's Absolutely. here. I was just going to say that. You it's, know what I mean? It's because you have passion and you love what you do. This is it. This is our home. Right. This is our house. Like, don't, God forbid, could you imagine someone disrespected your house? This is our house. This is our, this is our pride and joy. Absolutely. This is our baby. This is our boys. You know what I mean? This is our girls, you know, and, you know, we got guys here, we got girls here, and and you know, everyone's killing it, dude. We're dude, we're we're blowing it away. So I cruise back to assistant chief, hanging out. Uh one of the nights we had to go up to pick up uh one of our pieces of apparatus up in uh Piscataway. So Chief's like, oh, I'm gonna take a ride. I'll run the guys up there in my chief's car, you're around town, no big deal. He cruises up, so that's our first line pumper, it's heading up there, and uh they're like halfway back and we get tapped for structure fire, you know. All right, got the gig. And I always joke because I always say that the pager should go off and just say you have a call. <laughs> because I, I agree, man. I, I, I've seen it in the past, and, and you know, 
that trying to figure out. Absolutely. Yeah. Trying to figure out how many calls you've been to is, is hard. And, and, you know, 26 years here at 600 calls a year, it's a lot of calls. Yeah. And, and, and I always see the difference in the guys, and I can hear it in their voice when they say CO alarm versus structure fire. You know, not a CO alarm is any less dangerous, but for some reason, when you say structure fire, guys just, oh, absolutely. it's like an explosion, you know? And, and, and you can even hear it, and I've talked about this on a couple of other episodes. I strongly believe that the dispatcher's tone will dictate the guy's response. 100%. 100%. That's your lifeline up there. And if, if you get a storm coming through and you've got a couple jobs working, they're working, they're trying to, you know, they're, they're playing chief up there because they got yeah. a million things going on. Yep. And, and, you know, sometimes I don't know how they do it. And the problem up there is they're sitting at a desk and right. they can't see what's going on. That's a helpless feeling, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, they're sending people where they need to be, but it's a helpless feeling not to be able to help, you know. Radio issues. We get power issues and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's a helpless feeling. And we go through this. So we get tapped for the structure fire, right? Crews on over there. 20 core we're going to have over towards the Pine Beach border. We show up, two-story, you know, nothing crazy. We got fire on the second floor. You know, somebody said it's sort of fire in a stairwell, blah, blah, blah. So we're, we're doing an inch three-quarter. We get our backup line. We got water, water supplies coming in. They're setting up the water supply. So we said before, like, big things don't just happen. <laughs> little things start. Small fires. Small fires start, yeah. and little things start to do the snowball effect, right? Our water supply has an issue because of an adapter and just different stuff going on. So we're a little delayed with water supply. So we're working on that, but we don't really need it yet. We're right. good. We still got some tank water we're working on. They're knocking fire down. My guys are inside. They're up on the second floor. Now I'm only assistant chief. Like I said, I'm on cruise control. Like I did my time. Yeah. I'm, I'm like on vacation mode, right? So guys make the second floor, and they're not in there like two minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing a mayday on the radio, and I'm like, stomach just drops mm -hmm. it's like game changer yeah yeah you go through that you know they talk about temporal distortion and and you know i'm familiar with a lot of terms and stuff and, and been there they talk about temporal distortion time not it was crazy because it was like a split screen time stopped and time over here is flying and it's and there's nothing there's no in between it's like over here it's like guys are moving like cold molasses on a winter day in Alaska, <laughs> right? And you're like, let's, you know what I mean? You want to freak out, but you can't raise your voice because you're... Then you're going to... Uh, it plays right, down. Right. I learned that from Biggs, Yep. you know? I've never seen him yell. Well, I, I did see him yell once, but it's, you know, if you keep that... That must have been ugly. Well, it was well-deserved. <laughs> Trust me. He, he taught me a long time, Johnny, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> I got you, Biggs. So, um, you know, trying to get the guys moving. And then it's like, you got to remember, this is family in here. Mm -hmm. And luckily for us, because we do the fast team training or rich team, whatever you want to call it, you know, we do the, the firefighter down. We do the, hey, what if? What if? We play what ifs all the time. And, and we do it in training. We'll cut the water supply. We'll cut the hose. We'll, we'll break the no – not break it, but we'll turn the nozzle off and say, all right, now what? Now what? You have no what do you do? What are you right. doing? So – one of our firefighters, Steve Casper, makes the second floor. He's got the nozzle. He's up on a, on a, going up the stairwell, and he falls through the stairs. And now the way the house is, it's got the stairs to the second floor, and underneath is the stairs go down to the basement. Yes, yes, yes. So he goes down, takes the hose line with him, goes for the ride. You know, um, two or three of our guys, are dirty dozen again. Dennis, one of them, 
you know, Brian Gunnigal, we had a couple guys inside there with him, um, pretty much go through the hole after him and, and grab him. And they're, they're, they're calming him down. They're calming each other down. Um, they're making sure he's good. So then they go back around. They actually have to go into the basement and pull him up out of the basement. They help him out. And you can see in the picture, that's right after they pulled him out of, you know, the call. So you can see in the background that the flames are now it's ripping because, you know, there's nobody trapped. But now we got one of our guys trapped and we got him out. And it's like time is just standing still. And it's one of my best friends. And now I'm like, like, dude, keep it cool. Keep trucking. Just and you know, forward, and, you, and you know, the guys are doing what they're supposed to do. Yep. And we're going to get them out. Yep. Yep. And just we made it happen. And, and this is this is what we, you know, we talk about all the time. It's it's that. You know, how can we not call each other brothers? How can we not call each other family when you're when your life is literally in the balance like that and mm-hmm. we're there for each other. Yeah. And then people make fun of the, you know, the police and fire service and mm-hmm. they, oh, they're not brothers and all this stuff. How can you not call it that, you know, when it's that serious? Uh, you know, and, and you don't want to offend anybody when you say brothers. We have females here too. One of my firefighters, Lisa, she's top notch. Mm-hmm. She's a career up in uh, North Hudson. Um, she's a she's a she was the first female, right? Yeah. In North well, Hudson. Well, first female in North Hudson. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Aces. Aces. And you know she's not offended when we call her. Hey, hey, brothers. You know what I mean? Like that. She knows. We call her sister. You know, we call. Her, hey, guys. She's because it's not about that. Right. It's about here. It's about your house. It's about the the sticking together. Family. You family, can call family. her whatever you want, and I can tell you what right. she'll call you right back, and we're moving on. Let's yeah. let's go. You know. And one of the first people, you know, to, to be on the truck and be ready to go, you know, are guys that that doesn't matter to them. Call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. Right. <laughs> Isn't that a fact? Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like we got a job to do here. At one point in your career, you're going to be upset. Mm-hmm. You're going to be offended. You're going to be turned off. You're going to be, you know, bewildered. You're going to be, you know, crying in your bed. And other times you're going to be so happy that you're going to be like, man, that was it's like watching your kid graduate high school. When these guys come out of fire school, you know, we just had one of our firefighters graduate the Ocean County Fire Academy, firefighter one and two, got an award. That to, that's you know what I mean. Our assistant chief, when he graduated fire school, yep. got an award. Like our guys are, they're not only representing themselves but us, and it's they're doing it. It's it's funny that that graduation. I was a keynote speaker at, yes. and uh, very impressed. When, when thank you. When I was asked to do that by Ray, you know, Ray, I'm like. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so. When I think about the the people, the caliber of people we have in this county, mm-hmm. the firefighters that we have, that could have been standing up there giving that speech, mm-hmm. and then to be asked was a, was an unbelievable honor to me. And as I'm, you know, sitting there looking at everybody and looking at the recruits and and, and thinking to myself, it, it's unbelievable to me that to think that you know, I was sitting in those seats at one time, you know, and. Where where we've all become and where we all came at this point in our careers, you know, and it's like, it's almost surreal, if you yeah. will, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and, and you know, you're like, ah, when you when you ask me to do the show, I'm like, I, I'm not I'm not one of those guys. I'm not, you know, up to the level of being, you know, some type of pivotal person in the fire service. And but then, but that's because you're humble. And, and that's because, but but I guarantee you, um, the people watching will absolutely disagree with you because everyone's been looking forward to this. And uh, and again, I, I I know I don't think I know you have something to say. You have something to offer. And you know, being a mentor now, and we use this word a lot in the fire service, mm-hmm. you know, mentoring and, and this stuff, firemanship. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we had mentors back in the day. Absolutely. We just didn't call them mentors. Right. Right. So we had the guys that were pushing us, but it was different then because back then they'd curse at you and call you a moron and tell mm-hmm. them you're doing, you know, doing mm-hmm. it wrong. It's different now. You can't do that kind of thing, right. obviously. But we got the point. Mm-hmm. Right? Quickly. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you didn't do that again because you right. knew. And what's interesting to me is, and, and, you know, not maybe not here, but what I'm seeing a little bit out there is if I, if I'm the chief and I'm going to threaten to suspend you, you're a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, can you imagine if they told us that? Oh, I'd be devastated. Absolutely. Like, oh my god, I can't. Absolutely. I can't go to the firehouse. What do you mean I'm suspended? Like now what? I, you know. But now it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what are you saying for like a month? I don't have to come here. Yeah. And I get free credit. I could just kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting to me how how it changed. You know how that happened. Like you know the culture is so much different now. We're trying to trying to get that get that get it back. back. Yeah. You know. What do you what do you think it is that uh, you know how do you, how do you think we can get back some of our old traditions? Like you just said, maybe in your opinion, we have to toughen up a little bit. You know, would you say that maybe is one part of your message? Well, I, I think one of the things is we definitely have to toughen up a little bit. You know, and don't take things so literal. You know, sometimes people speak because of the heat of the moment. You know, you're going to yell and say a curse word when you stub your toe. All right. I'm not going to hold it against you because you, you said a curse word for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something happens, you need to deal with it. Let's let's talk about it, move forward. And and it, sometimes things aren't intentional. All right. You know, sometimes might say, "Grab the effing line over there." You know, because they need it like right now, and that's their way of saying step it up. So I don't like to say step it up on the radio or expedite because I figure that you come here as fast and safely as you can, and that's what you're going to do. And that that brings me to another point. You you guys had a line of duty death here. Yes, sir. Right. Let's talk about that line of duty death because that kind of literally just spawned me into what you just said. Uh, November 20th, 1988, uh, we had a motor vehicle crash over on Route 9, middle of a rainstorm. Uh, it was like a monsoon, like we got last night. Um, the extrication, so they're calling guys in, you know, bringing stuff in. And uh, one of our members was coming to this station, and uh, you can see the, the truck in the background. The ladder truck is actually dedicated to Gene, uh, Gene Fury. Um, Lost control of his vehicle, coming into town, and uh, went into a set of trees, and ultimately he succumbed to his injuries. So that changed everything here. Um, I think if that doesn't hit home with everybody, um, I don't know what will. Right. I, I mean, because you know, myself with a couple other guys, and not to not to add things onto my plate, but myself and a couple other guys here in the firehouse and in the three fire departments in Berkeley Township. We started the Firefighters Memorial in Berkeley Township. We just dedicated a statue out at Veterans Park. We have a nice it's area. It's beautiful, by the way. It's, it's, the stones and everything. It's it, beautiful, it, man. It's awesome. I'm going to add it to the show so people can see it. It's, it's, it's one of our prides that we, we took almost 10 years to raise this money and put the names on a stone. We don't want to put the names on a stone. But Gene has his own stone dedicated to him, you know, and his wife and, and, and daughter are just still devastated. And this is, we're talking 1988, and you got to remember, I didn't know Gene. He was killed prior to me starting in Babel Fire Company. So it was a passion of mine. It's still a passion of mine. And I think that they shouldn't die in vain. Absolutely not. You know, and it shouldn't be something that's just kind of blown to the wayside. And I think to this day, we still talk about it. It's still something that's on our plate. You know, we've had so many close calls. We just talked about fires. We had so many close calls, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I can't imagine. But, I, I mean, I've, I've had to go to funerals and, and call a guy's to Cadence during – 
a lot of our guys, a lot of my friends here, and it's just because of, of age or just because of disease or whatever it may be, you know, and, and two ex-chiefs that were here, we call them ex here, and Dave, it's not a pastor, we call them ex is what it is. Two ex-chiefs here, I did their funerals. I had to read their eulogy and, and keep it together. And not, not easy. No. Because, and you know why it's not easy? It's, it's because passion. Personal. It's personal. <laughs> right? It's passion. Yeah. It's passion. Yeah. It's, you feel for these people. It's family. It's like brother, like you said. And and, uh, and the reason I brought up uh, Gene's mm-hmm. uh, crash is because when you're the chief and you're saying, slow the F down, mm-hmm. slow down, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that was 1988. <laughs> yeah. Right? Think about 2019. Mm-hmm. People on their cell phones. People on opiates. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 I mean... It, it's like bumper cars yeah. out there right Distracted now. Distracted driving it's, it's is so it's bad. Right? Ridiculous. You it's know, it's we, we know on, on another level how bad it is mm-hmm. out there, uh, you know, distracted driving. So, you know, and now we're telling people, now you get to call for the structure fire, and mm-hmm. you're like zero Expedite. to 100. Yeah. You're zero to 100. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not paying attention. Tunnel mm-hmm. vision. And next thing you know, someone's texting, and they're going into your lane. You're not paying attention. Yeah. You know, your speed, and then that... Jesus Christ, that poor kid comes out in front of you on yeah. a bicycle and you're God, doing Could you imagine? And you're doing 70 in a 25 because you're you're amped up trying to get mm-hmm. the fight. And this is why we try to tell these young guys and girls mm-hmm. and the fires, slow down. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Like and, and and of course it comes off as, you know being oh, you're the fun police. Yeah. You're being, you know, you guys gotta get there. I gotta get the first, I gotta get the nozzle. Let me tell you something. You know, if it's about getting the nozzle, if it takes, I'll take the nozzle in. And none of you is going to get it and because it, it's about safety. It's about you're going to don't be that guy or girl. As time goes on and and it becomes more and more of a tens of population as it, as it's been right, it, it's going to get to the point where you know almost like a duty crew will have to mm-hmm. volunteer whatever. It, it's mm-hmm. going to get to the point where you're going to stay at so, the firehouse volunteers yeah. because it because of that. It's just so mm-hmm. it's so dangerous now. You know, yeah. trying to get to the firehouse and and uh, and that and you know his death. Lead me, you know, kind of led me down that road where, you know, it's dangerous getting to the firehouse. Extremely dangerous, and, and you know, like I said, we talk about his death at least once a week, once a month here because it's part of it's part of here, and we can't change history. You know, I always heard, you know, history is the history, and it's the history of Babel Fire Company. And not only do we have to be careful what we say because the words are like bullets, can't get oh, them back. Yeah, absolutely. So when you say that, expedite or step it up. What are guys doing? Mm-hmm. Blinders, outrunning the siren. They're not stopping at zero to hundred. Oh, it just it is what you know. It's full throttle, and they're just you can't do that. So listen, I love talking about the fire service. You know that you do too. Yeah, man. There, but there's a life outside the fire department. Yeah, right? there has to be. There a has life. to be. There has to be. Otherwise, you're going to mm-hmm. burn out, and and you're you're going to be done. Yep. So you have to have hobbies. You have to have other outlets. This, obviously, is. Which I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's an oxymoron, right? Because it, it's, it's fire service. But for me, this is my uh, outlet, right? You have a very uh, different outlet. Yep. So you're you're used to being in front of the mic. Uh, yeah. It's you know. So tell tell everybody what you do as as a hobby. Uh, I play drums in a band, um, Bullseye Band. I play with uh, Tom Bazanella. Uh, we have Tom Baz and Johnny Sticks. So that's kind of my alter ego. <laughs> do my thing. Um, you know. We we jam out a couple times a week, and that's kind of my sanctuary. Is it is it your outlet? Well, you know, it's just like setting up here today. You still got to set your stuff up, and it's like mm-hmm. when you're doing it, it's fun. 
Yeah. When you I, get don't done, mind, I don't mind doing that. No, nah, yeah. when you get done and you look at the end product, you know, when you play a song and you can see, the, you know, it takes people away from everyday life for just for a minute. You know, you see people that are having the worst day of their life and you can do something with like a song and it, it brings them up. It, it's 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 exhilarating. It's, it's cool. And that's my stress relief. Have you had people tell you that? Absolutely. Is that why you're saying it? Um, I've had so many people come up and say, dude, you guys played awesome. You guys make my day, you know, ask us to play at, um, weddings. We've played all kinds of benefits. We play at the, uh, for the military. We do a lot of benefits for the military. We played up in Long Island, uh, last year for the families of the, the people that are sent overseas. And it was like family day. It's like the day before they get, um, you know, shipped out. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So they're all there. And it was funny because we play Southern rock country. We're a country band and, uh, you know, we're playing our thing, and there was this band that was there, and they play all steel drums. Cool. Right? We actually played, like, three or four songs together. Never met them before, day in our lives. This this gentleman and his wife, they take on children from parents of the military that are deployed, and they teach them music. Oh, that's awesome. So there's, like, 20 kids there that... And, Dude, I two of my kids in one spot is like a lot. They yeah, have yeah. twenty kids and they're taking care and they're all playing different musics, you know, musical instruments and stuff. And we all sat down and dude, we jammed out and we had such a great time. And it was such so good to see like smiles on people's faces. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because people always say that music drives people. Music can take you away. Music can make or break your day. It you absolutely know? does for me. And I couldn't imagine a life without music. Uh, you know. You know, it, it, it's it's one of those things that's it's a it hits home. And you know, I hate to bring it up, but one of my friends had passed away, and he's like, you better play at my funeral, and we did it. You did? Yeah, we did it. We played one song at the church, and it was it was pretty rough. What was that What was that like for you? Uh, phew, added to my bucket list. Yeah? So, yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I it hit you. I didn't even know that, man. Yeah. That's, yep. That's, that's, uh, played at his wedding, and I played at his funeral. Who's that? Mark Kentos. Okay. So. Yeah, so so you came through in your promise. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you. No, no, no. It's a, good, man. It's, it's good. Uh, it's good. I'm human. Yeah, exactly. So. We all are, and I think that's something that needs a, to come from this. You know, we're not robots. But, no, we did it. If if you can think back of, uh, I hate to say this because I always get afterwards people yell at me and they go, "Oh, I can't think of one person. I can't think of one person that that you know inspired me or one person that drove me." There was many people. Is there a one person that you looked up to? There was one person in the fire service that you, you took a shine to and said, "Like this, this is who I want to be. This is who I want to be like." Or was it like? Multiple people within the fire department. There's always a few. There's always a couple. The the big names that you always saw, that you grew up with. You know what I mean? And that always did great things. Um, I'm just trying to think because there's so many. You don't want to leave somebody back. You don't want to offend somebody. You don't want to leave anybody every, out. This is what everybody says. You know. Yeah. But I, I definitely got to say, um, you know, two of the biggest is my father, and my grandfather, because, um, you know, some of the stories they used to tell, like you know falling through roofs and jumping from building to building and stuff like that. Um, I always wanted to be that guy. And, you know, my grandfather was the kind of guy, he sat in the chair, didn't say much, you know, newspaper, you knew you were in trouble because he put the paper down, he'd look at you and he put the paper back. And that was your warning. You know what I mean? That was your warning. So I, I might try that to see if that works. But uh, just, you know, my, my dad, because he, he never stopped. Two jobs all the time, six kids. You know, he was always working. He was always helping somebody. He was always, you know, even when he got sick, he had cancer real bad and uh, still never stopped. Full throttle the whole time. So you you literally, like, 
are like him. Yeah. I mean, you are that guy. You're the guy that people can call 3 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, yo, John, mm-hmm. okay, I'm dressed right now. Where yep. are we going? Let's yeah. do it. So that, you got that from your father. And you know what's funny? I used to be offended when people say, you look like your dad, you know, you act like your dad. I used to be like, no, no, no. Now I, I take that as a compliment because yeah. I had gone to a, uh, a viewing the other day and walked in and one of the old family members we haven't seen in a long time, he was like, <laughs> he's like, John? I go, hey, how you doing? He's like, Thought it was your father walking in, <laughs> so I'm like, wow. Well, if my dad's walking, we got a problem, <laughs> right? So, you know, he passed away in 15, 2015. But it's like, to me, that's flattery now. Like, I take that as a compliment when people say you're just like your father. That's awesome, you know. Man. So that's good stuff, man. So the, the so the goal here was <laughs> to, you know, get you talking <coughs> about about Bayville and uh, off camera. We would talk. The one thing you said to me is like, you know, I love it here. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I love being here. It shows, I mean, the, the, the amount of dedication and pride that you put into this place and uh, over the years. And not just you, a lot of, a lot a lot of, of guys, a lot yeah. of guys, you know, a lot of guys put forward that, uh, that effort. What do you, what do you want to see out of this place? Like what, what do you want to see in the next few years come out of the Bayville? I, I want it to set the bar where we are now, and I want guys to keep exceeding it. Keep breaking, breaking the records, breaking. You know, we had Superstorm Sandy. You know, everybody talks about that. You know, we we thought we were planned out. We thought we had everything ready. We were getting food. We were getting water. We were getting guys set up. And earlier that day, the storm hits, and we get whacked for a structure fire over an ocean gate. That's and right. It set the tone. Yeah. For the rest of the day, because it was utter chaos. And then you had two in Pine Beach, right after. Two that, in right? Pine Beach. Yeah. Then we had the strip mall up in Beachwood Beach Plaza. So multiple wires, calls, people calling for help. You know, their water's up to the roof. Mm-hmm. My house flooded. Um, like I said before, my wife is a saint. We lived at the firehouse. Um, I only had my first daughter. She was like six months old, and she was literally taking baths in the sink at the firehouse because we lived in a tent yeah. inside the hall. Inside the hall. For, remember, for like three weeks. I remember the pictures, yeah. For like three inside. weeks because we didn't have a house. Right, right. You know, and it was, you know, sorry, honey, I got to go. I know you got a six-month-old. We just lost our house. Like, we didn't lose it, but it was severely damaged. We couldn't live in it with no electric and stuff like that. So it's like, I want the guys not only to have that dedication, but the drive. And I want people 10, 15, 20 years from now to go, Bavel's here. They're here. So you don't ever want to, so you don't want to lose that? Man. No, no. I, I don't want people to be like, oh, God, here they come. I want people to be like, oh, thank God, Bavel's here. They're here. You know, like, there is no, there is nobody better. I'll never take away from anybody else, any other fire company, how great they are at what they do. You know, talk about the big departments, FDMI. One of my buddies, the captain in, in Jersey City, you know, Atlantic City Fire Department. I know guys, I know guys, my wife always laughs at me because I can talk to anybody, but I know people over the country between riding my bike, you know, playing with the band, just going out on vacation and stuff. I'll talk to anybody and I have friends and I could call because I used to be a truck driver. You got a flat tire in Wyoming. We didn't have a cell phone to be like, hey, where's the next tire, please? You know, yeah. like you called a friend from a payphone and said, hey, buddy, I got a flat tire. Can you help me out? Yeah, I'll be here in a little while. You know, so not to take away from anybody there, but I want them to set the bar. I want my guys to be like, we are Bavo. And when Bavo's here, you're going to know it. And we are we are going to be the best. We are going to set the bar. Our guys are going to be trained. They're going to have the equipment. They're going to have the drive. That's the biggest thing. I want to bring the drive. Yeah. Do it. I, I agree. And, and I, I, I say this. 
I love being a fireman. Ugh. I love Best it. job in the world. I, I love the smell. I, I love, like, just when you walk into any firehouse, you get immediately in the door, you get that yeah. the, the smell of the bay. You know, the smell of the mm-hmm. bay of the firehouse. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I love everything about it, man. I, I love the camaraderie. I love the guys and the girls. And I love the, what we've built throughout all these years and stuff. And we've come a long way, man. Oh, yeah. And we, we definitely come a long way. Last thing I'll ask you before I get you off the seat, what's your message to that brand new firefighter that's walking through the back door Let, before they're even in the academy? I'm mm-hmm. talking about the person with the application at the door. Hey, I want to be a firefighter. Girl, guy, whatever. What are you saying to them? You need to look at the old guy. You need to come in and hang out and, and see if this job is for you. If this job isn't for everybody. We have plenty of jobs to do because you may not be the nozzle. You might not be the vent guy. You might not be a ladder guy. You might be afraid of heights. But there's still something for you to do. I, I will find something for you to do. You know what I mean? Just because you can't lift 500 pounds doesn't mean I can't get you to do something else. Like, have the drive to do this. This is not just show up and pass. Yeah. We're, not, we're not giving away free trophies. We're not giving around. You know, you want a T-shirt and a sticker, you got to go somewhere else. You know, go, go you know, do something for free or go do, you know, some type of a benefit or something like that if that's what you want to do. But if you want to be here, you got to have the drive. You got to have the ambition, integrity, you know. And the commitment. And the commitment. I mean, the commitment is, is the biggest thing. And, and, you know, you represent this. No matter where you go, you're always wearing a T-shirt. How many guys, no matter where they go, they always got a firehouse T-shirt on mm-hmm. because they love what they do. They just had this, the whole study just came out yesterday. It was on all over the Internet. That firefighters have the highest satisfaction yeah. rate in their job. On their job, yeah. I saw yeah. that. I saw it that too. It doesn't mean you have to be a career volunteer. Yeah. Either way, you're still, this is what you want to do. You're, nobody's making you do this. But when you're here, I expect the best. Absolutely. And 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 you'll get the best because that's what you, you strive for. That's yeah. good. Well, listen, brother, I, it, it's super mean. It means so much for me if you come uh, on the show. I, mean, you, I finally got you. Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm so happy I'm here. It's, I was, you know, blown away when you asked me. And it was just like overwhelming and i was like wow can i really do that <laughs> you killed it man you, you killed it so listen before you go mm-hmm. because i told you i told you these sponsors that we have right yeah so next rung our, our buddy blake yeah and yeah. charlie over at next rung i know you've seen them on, on yeah. you know instagram oh, yeah. and facebook and all that um they're gonna give you a t-shirt oh so they're they're shipping it out to me nice you know so you'll thank be getting you. that thank you guys thank i appreciate you. very much that we got the the chief of t-shirt and of course, I have some other goodies here for you. Ah. So, because you know you run the show, you get the the famous pat, the oh. famous pin the Q patch. There you go. That was from Eagle Emblems and Graphics. My Sweet. buddy Sal. So awesome. And then um, you Great talked job. about firemen and stickers, right? Decals. Oh man, my wife's like, if you bring them another T-shirt or a sticker, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so there's some helmet decals. All right. This is our No One Fights Alone campaign. Again, this is a, a donation from. Sal at Eagle Emblem Graphics. I love it. And because you have two firehouses, we have one of these for each firehouse. Okay. If you would mind hanging these up. Absolutely not. If the guys need them or whatever. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Next rung, Green Monday. Man. Right? You got to have one of those. And, of course, we got the big boy sticker now. Nice. So that might go on your, as you call it, the gig. On the gig. That has to go on a gig. Got to go on the gig. And lastly, now remember it's like Christmas time. Remember at the beginning episode I said, Special. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're getting something that no one else has had yet. Wow. Right. No, no one else has had this. I love it. You're gonna like this, buddy. Yeah. I th- yeah. I think I think you're gonna like this. It's not. Others have had this, but not this. 
Oh. You ready? I don't know if you are. I'm super excited. I don't know if you can handle this. Ready? It's green. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So it uh, just says episode 23, Chief John Anderson. Wow. With the Pendicue logo, and it's green. I, I, <laughs> that's a special Dude, request. It's the, best, it's the best ever. I appreciate it. <laughs> nah, no worries, man. Uh, thanks, thanks for brother, coming Brother, listen, man, I got some swag for you, too. I like swag. So I don't know which way you want to take this in. <laughs> we have the uh, the official... Ah, uh, yes, that is awesome. Dude, I, I'm going to hang that up. The official that front for the, uh, that's, that's seen some fire. That's, oh, yeah, that's awesome. seen some fire. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yep. I got the, uh. Oh, yes. My, I, <laughs> yes. I save everything. <laughs> I save it. Ask my guys. Dude, that's when I had hair. Oh, uh, dude. What? I used to have hair? Between pictures and, 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 you know, the memory, I save everything. That's good. I'm All glad right? you do. <laughs> we got to the, uh, the official Babel Fire Company challenge oh, point. Oh, sweet. Look at that. All right. Make oh, sure you carry that. My guys drop that on me all the time. Oh, trust me, I'll carry it. They, they drop it on me all the time. That's and okay. the, and uh, what happens if you don't have your coin on you? Well, you then you got to buy drinks. Mm -hmm. That's why you always always carry your coin with you. Your Some people up. think you push, you're supposed to put these on those wooden things. And no, 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 no. you got to keep them with you. Yeah, I will. Thank That's you, it. brother. And I then we got it. some Babel Fire Company. We've got some Hulk stickers. And then guys are going to be upset because this is an oldie but goodie. So oh. that, they don't make those anymore. That Look was one that. of the, from probably the early 90s. But we have the Hulk sticker helmet. And That's a, awesome. Uh, Thanks, bro. I appreciate it, man. Right? I appreciate and you it. you know what this stuff means to me. Man. Absolutely. So this is, this well, is we good. get it. We, we, we totally get it. get it, man. But listen, I, it means so much to me. You finally came on, man. I'm I glad. appreciate I think it. You, I think you liked it. I love that. I, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my <laughs> chest. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thank you. All right, man. Well, here you have it. It's. Uh, I know episode 24 is already out there, but 23 was in the making. We do was, a different I, babel. We do a different babel. And again... Um, Chief was nice enough to bring us into the firehouse here. This is the substation where the uh, tower ladder uh, sits, the tanker, which is yep. uh, right behind me, his favorite truck to drive, yep. which you never mentioned. I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, the, and the pumper. So, again, Bayville Fire Department, Ocean County, New Jersey, Episode 23, Chief John Anderson. Pin the Q Podcast. Stay with us. Remember, stay safe and look out for each other. Thank you for listening to another Pin the Q production. Be sure to subscribe and like us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. For more information on Pin the Q Productions, visit www.pintheq.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another Pin the Q production. Be sure to subscribe and like us on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.
For more information on Pindacue Productions, visit www.pindacue.com. Thank you.